It's episode five, the best medicine podcast with me, Dr. Riyad Musa. Salam alaikum. Okay, that's enough of that um, horrible choreographic exhibition over there. I do apologize. I did that purely to torture my daughter, Hannah Musa, um, because last week she actually said, you know, Dad, she was very critical, Dad, that that dance thing that you started your podcast with, that was like so cringe, Dad. You must never do that again. Oh, it was so cringe. I hate it. So I purely did that to torture my beautiful daughter because um, she wants things to be too perfect, bruh. And I'm trying to teach her as a parent that, you know, you got to be able to, you know, be cringe at times. Because, like, I'm taking an iterative approach to the podcast. Um, Basically, I'm trying to experiment here. I'm trying to figure out the direction I want to go in. Uh, I'm trying to fail forward, as, as, it, as it is commonly said, fail forward, you know. Try stuff, make mistakes, correct those mistakes, and then move forward. So I don't have perfection now, but hopefully I will tend to perfection far from it and 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 part of that is like doing that weird epileptic seizure type of dance that i did beforehand but i did quite enjoy it nevertheless it's ramadan i'm not sure that i should be actually doing a dance uh but like i did enjoy it i'll, I'll make toba i'll make toba so i made a mistake i may have, I'm, I'll i may have sinned i'm not sure but i make toba or repentance for those people who don't know Islamic, Islamic term, Islamic. How, how do I speak? How am I speaking? Islamic, Islamic terminology. All right. So I also got to let let go of this perfection thing because I actually would, you know, just because I pronounce Islamic differently, I'd like to redo this whole podcast. Like, so I actually understand what my daughter's going through. You just want to fix everything, make it perfect. And I, I, I'm, I like, so for me, it's like maybe, you know, the pot calling the kettle black, you know, if, you know, I'm judging her for being too perfectionistic because I think I am, in fact, very similar. Pot calling the kettle black, is that really a thing that we should still be using? Because like I, all my pots are like silver and my, my kettle is cream or eggshell. So I don't know if that, uh, that saying works calling the kettle black but anyways um that's what i'm trying to do fail forward that's why i'm making this podcast is actually um why actually am i doing it i don't know i have no idea i got my notes i'm getting old bro <sighs> getting old i couldn't i like i i like couldn't find my book brah where i made notes 
and I put it down now just before this and then I didn't know where it was. I was walking around the whole house trying to find the book and I just put it down somewhere. Eventually found it in the garage because I couldn't find the keys to the studio, right? And so I was looking at the car, but then I couldn't eventually get those keys. So I had to choo- like try and, uh, you know, use my mother's keys to get inside. Um, but then I forgot where I put the book. And then eventually I found the book. So now I'm here now. And I don't you know if I, why I should have told you those things because I'm like, this is, my mother says that there's no substance to the podcast. I ramble. But like, you know, so maybe that's where the perfectionism comes from. Uh, you know, so uh, I should have been preparing a little bit more, but I'm not going to out of principle because I'm also, if I'm going to give my daughter advice, then I like should have taken it myself. Like like the dance, in all honesty, is, is cringe. It is cringe. And if I were to learn from what I was saying, you have to correct yourself. If you make a mistake, you have to correct it. That's the important. Making mistakes is not a problem if you correct it, right? And if I took my own advice, I wouldn't have like re- done the weird weird dance that I just did um, 90s dance inspired by Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Will Smith, Carlton and uh, you may be um, white men can't jump uh, you know when I was practicing in front of the mirror trying to dance when I was a kid uh, that's what I used to do I really am saying a bit too much I'm just realizing how dorkish I'm coming across but it's okay it's fine Right, we're stepping into the unknown, you know, trying to fail forward, make mistakes. I, I think that ki- uh, creativity is curative, and 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 through um, making this podcast, hopefully, this will be a healing experience, not only for for me but for you guys as well. Um, because you know, I originally qualified as a medical doctor many years ago, but uh, for most of the past twenty years, I've been a comedian. So um, I may be trying to collate my two careers a little bit and maybe make a podcast that not only like contains comedic elements, but also contains something more deeper and meaningful, right? That's more healing from a physical perspective, from a spiritual perspective, from a psychological perspective, you know, mental health, yeah. I, I want to be psychologically well because like recently I think I've been uh, like more psycho and less logical. Um, but I'd like to thank you guys also because through this year it's actually you know therapeutic for me. I'm, I'm the doctor but you guys are treating me. So I value you. Thank you very much for listening. You know, if there are any people listening, you know, if there's no people listening, I'll just be a dwarf talking into a microphone in my room. You know, uh, talking to himself. You know, uh, which in <laughs> in that case, I don't think it's very therapeutic. Um, but we've been getting deep, bro. I think it's because of Ramadan. I've been getting deep the past few podcasts. What did it like? I've been I've been tackling the the point of life existentialism. You know, through my experience with my uh, nihilistic five year old Mikael. And uh, in the Chris Rock and Will Smith episodes, I was talking about, you know, the pursuit of perfection or the search of perfection and the ego in the relation to God. Bruh! So I think uh, in this podcast, like the the bigger theme, the bigger idea I want to talk about is uh, 
I think failure and mistakes and the search for knowledge, I think that's the deeper thing. It's Ramadan, people. You must understand. This is a time where Muslims, we don't feed our stomachs. We feed our souls. So we engage in contemplation, right? And trying to understand the meaning of life. And I'm trying to be a bit spiritual, you know, and I'm failing at that, I think. I think I'm failing. I don't usually do gigs in Ramadan. I don't at all. Uh, but I did a gig at the beginning. I don't do any public shows, but I do corporate shows. And then it's always weird when you do corporate shows uh, at, at during Ramadan because people always offer you stuff there because you like the entertainer. So you you uh, are taken care of a lot. And say, would you like some coffee or some... some um, we have muffins and we have danishes and all these pastries. And then I usually say, no, not, not at the moment, thanks. Um, I'm fasting. And so, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't know. I'm so sorry. You know, they're like, <laughs> always like, they apologize. Like, you know, I just lost a, a loved one, you know. It's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I didn't know. I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll pray for you. I pray for you. Are you doing okay? I'm so sorry. And then they go, can I at least get you some water? No, no, we don't have water. It's dry fast. Not even water. Not even water. I'm so sorry. I apologize. I'm really sorry. Like I'm just not eating from sunrise to sunset. You don't have to go overboard with the apologies. It's, it's cool, bro. We don't even fast that long in South Africa. You know, generally it's like uh, around six Till six or you know you know five till seven you know in that in that region five in the morning till seven at night it's not bad in like the UK and other parts of the world brah like you can like like fast from uh, like like three o'clock in the morning till ten eleven at night brah yo hectic and I always wondered what happens at the poles you know at the north and the south pole because um. Those you know, geography can be day for six months because of how the sun hits the earth. It can be day for six months, bruh. Like, I think that's why they don't have, like, uh, Muslim Eskimos. I think that's why there's no Muslim Eskimos. <laughs> oh, what time are you going to break fast? October, bruh. October. Because that's what we do. We fast from sunrise to sunset. Um, and then, you know, people, uh, you know, apologize. I'm so sorry. Like, I mean, it's very different in my house because everybody's fasting except the five-year-old, Mikael. And Mikael takes pleasure in eating scrumptious food in front of his, his brothers. Especially he's just his eight-year-old brother, my son, you know, who's having a tough time fasting. And Mikael takes pleasure in eating in front of him. Like he had those yan-yans. You know those yan-yans? That uh, delicious uh, breadsticks. Like, you know, that tub breadsticks with a chocolate in a little compartment. And you were like, dip it in and out. Mm, I make noises mm, in front of my son. My son, daddy is eating my ear. Daddy is eating my ear. You try and get Mikael to walk past. Like, then just go into the other room. Mikael follows him. He's following me, Dad. Stares him down. That guy, bro. Mikael. 
That was the worst dad I'll ever That's his favorite thing. Bro, I do one. I, I tell him, you can't do one thing. I'm saying, Mikael, you don't eat in front of your brother. And I go, you're the worst dad I'll ever have. Okay. Very cute at the moment, but I don't like the sentiment. Mikael, dude, like last, last night, last night we were making salah, bruh. Okay. And um, my son Zamir is doing hafiz, so he usually leads the salah. And Mikael takes a, a nerve gun and shoots him. And not in his torso, brah, in the gonads, bro. Nerve gun, foam bullet to the nuts. But before I continue, I think, with that theme, I just want to thank my patrons on Patreon. Thank you so much to you guys. Uh, I know last week I was complaining I didn't have any uh, patrons, but now I got two, right? An increased 100%, brah. Thank you guys. Thank you so much to you guys for supporting me. I don't expect people to support me, but I do value you when you do. Right? I really do. And I wanted to mention your names, but at least one of you said you prefer me not to mention your name. Right? You prefer a life of hermetic solitude, but you know who you are and you know that I thank you from the bottom of my heart and I hope you enjoyed all the movies and access to stand-up comedy specials that I sent you because that's what you get when you support me on Patreon. You get ad-free episodes of all the podcasts, all my comedy specials, the new one that's coming out, Voices in My Head is going to be on there as well. You're going to get also like discounted access to my virtual comedy club where I have comedians from all over the world joining in and doing stand-up comedy virtually. You'll also have access to shows, discounts, VIP events. There's a lot of cool goodies that I am offering. New material, the comedian's cut of new material, the extended cut, the better cut of my new movie, the follow-up to material, material two, new material, right? I'll, I'll give you access to that as well, um, or, or discounted access, depending on the tier that you join. So um, uh, thank you so much to uh, the Patreons. But also, guys, like for the people who don't support me financially, it's fine. Don't. It's okay. I do this for the love. I don't expect you to. Like, I, I don't mind if I just like spend all my hard earned, like my, my children's education fund and and, and health uh, benefits, like on creating this podcast studio, so I can create like all this amazing content. Well, I think it's amazing. The stand up at least is really good. I don't know about the podcast, but I created for you, and the movie is really good. But uh, you don't need to give back in any way. Don't feel guilty. You know, just you know, take keep on like biting into my creative flesh without any remorse or feeling like you need to give back at all. Just just consume and 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 suck me dry uh, without giving back. Uh, I, I'm completely fine with that because I do this for, for, for the love. No, no. I'm teasing. I'm teasing, guys. You know, I really do this for the love, but I do uh, appreciate uh, the support I get on, on Patreon, but I don't expect it. Nerve gun, foam, bullet to the nuts. And it, I, we didn't expect this. Like, usually, you know what happens? We make salah and there's a couch just in front of our... <laughs> in front of the salah area. I'm trying to be spiritual. All these kids are preventing my spirituality. I'm failing at this, right? We've got a couch in front. And then we make salah and we try to concentrate. Mikael, like, stands for a few seconds and decides to walk around the house. He stands on the couch, first of all, and starts staring at... Zamir, while he's making salah. No blinking. He knows what he's doing, right? It's a Mexican standoff. 
right? But Zamir is quite his focus, bro, right? So Mikhail wants to go get, when to get like a nerve gun, bruh, then just start pointing the nerve gun at Zamir. And we try to make Salah, you know, and when you're not supposed to laugh, you know, you like, it's, it's very difficult not to laugh. So, you know, obviously the kids are like, <laughs> and Zamir reciting beautifully, <laughs> laser focus, right? So the dude gets a gun, nerve gun. Points it initially at his face and then at his nads, dude, and lets one fly. Pa! Skuching! Ricocheting. And and Zamir didn't even like like not even a quiver in the voice or a ripple of the body. Right? He was just Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Rahman. Dude, I would be Alham like if it like my my voice would have my voice would have shown that I was like hit in the nether regions. But a bullet. But he didn't even flinch, bro. Credit to him, dude. He did it twice. Because like, at this point you go like, okay, right? Do you stop the Salah and try and continue later after you take away the kid's gun, right? Or do you like try and just, you know, you're supposed to, you know, try and maintain your composure. So, uh, like Samir was like he shot him twice. One to the, he told me afterwards, one to the left nut and one to the right nut, right nut, right nut. And uh, you know, in that sense, like I don't know how to solve this problem. Obviously, you have to discipline the child, and there has to be consequences for that, right? You know, they also say you can either, you know, be punitive or you can give the kid another activity to do. So maybe what must I do? Get maybe a couple of you know, Easter eggs and put it in a stocking, hang it somewhere else. Like, don't shoot that nut. Aim, aim at this one, bro. If you feel compelled to uh, try and aim at scrotum like structures, get the stocking, put a couple of Easter eggs in there, lint balls, and uh, and you can shoot that rather, bro. Don't do that to your your, your 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 brother who's trying to do something good. I don't know if anybody had experiences like this. It's a weird time, you know. I'm, I've been contemplating, but uh, it's a month that is very special for us as Muslims. It is actually during this month that the Quran was revealed to our Prophet, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Peace and blessings be upon him. Right? It was um, during the last ten days, I think, of the fast. We don't know which day it was. It's called Laylatul Qadr. The night of power. And um, I've been thinking about, you know, that first revelation. Because um, it happened during the time, they call the period of ignorance or jahiliya, right, in, in Arabia. Where horrible things was happening. Horrific thing, they used to um, bury the girl, children, babies alive, bro. Because they were so shamed, that they didn't have a boy child. They would do this to the little, little girls. It was a bloodthirsty time. Feuds. People used to kill each other over nothing. Um, very materialistic time. And this used to trouble uh, our prophet. who was, was a very kind-hearted individual. Very honest. Uh, he was known as uh, the trustworthy. A sadiq. Al-Amin. Right? And uh, I think in his 40s. Right, middle age, 
he was very like sort of pained by the horror that he was seeing like on a daily basis around him and he used to go to the cave Hira, right, on a mountain nearby to meditate and contemplate how to solve all of these things. And it was on one of those nights that uh, the angel Gabriel appeared before him. Right. Now, even for the atheists listening to this, don't think I'm not trying to preach to you. I'm not. I'm just expressing right, what I contemplate about because everybody wants to understand the meaning of life, right? Everybody wants to know why we are here and what we are supposed to do. I don't know why I'm speaking this voice. But anyways, the angel Gabriel appeared to him. Bra. Okay. I'm going to... Put in bras and ye- yes, yo. Like every now and then, just so you know, this is not a, like a religious sermon to know that like this is just me trying to understand things. So this, oh, you didn't know it was the angel, dude. You didn't come there with a name tag, Gabriel, and he had wings and stuff. No, it wasn't like that. What the one of those, you know, those frisbees over the top of his head, you know, those luminous frisbees. Right. He didn't have that. Like he appeared as like a man, an apparition. And this actually like terrified uh, Muhammad, peace be upon him. And the first words in this period of ignorance, this is very important. The first words of the Quran that was revealed was Iqra. And uh, that means read. So there was like a command from this figure that appeared before him. Told the Nabi Muhammad, said, read. And uh, here's the thing, the Nabi Muhammad, a prophet, couldn't read. He was an unlettered man, he was illiterate, he couldn't read, he couldn't write. So here this figure <laughs> in this cave, all alone, appears to him and tells him, read. And he was like, I can't, I can't read, I can't read. And then this figure takes him in his arms and squeezes all the breath from him. He says, uh, the narration is to the point of exhaustion. Right, crushes him, lets him go, and says again, read. He's like, I can't, I can't read. Crushes him again. <coughs> Exhaustion. Says again, read. Right. Ikra, bismi rabbika ladi halak. Halak al-insana min alak. And the words placed before him, he read. And after this whole experience, he was absolutely terrified by it. Thought he was being possessed by, by uh, a jinn which is, you know, an, a spirit of the desert, you know? It's sort of an entity in an alternate di- dimension for us as, as, as Muslims, an entity made apparently out of fire. I think the, the whole idea of a genie comes from that, the jinn. He thought he was being possessed. He was terrified. And he only grew to understand how profound his experience was when he started to realize the significance of the words that were coming out of his mouth. It was apparently used to come out in a trance-like fashion. And it came out in a form of structural poetry that was sort of extremely admired by many of the poets of the day. And it was sort of seen as like a, a very, very strange thing that this unlettered man, person with no education, was sort of reciting structurally amazing poetry. And not only the content of what he was saying, which moved people, um, but also the structure of it, filled with onomatopoeia, just meter, verse, came out exactly the same every time. But like the deeper meaning of that, like what, what is the deeper meaning? I want to know. He couldn't read and then he was forced to read. 
Is there like a deeper me not being able to do something, but then forcing yourself to do that? Does does this mean I, I don't know? I just remember I'm like like thinking about these things and I haven't been smoking anything, any uh, electric spinach or anything like that, that I'm thinking all this stuff. It's Ramadan. We try to be, I don't know, maybe I'm hypoglycemic, maybe it's the fast. But I mean, does this mean that even if your mind tells you you can't do something, you're still supposed to step into the unknown and attempt it? Read. That's the first, first word from the Quran. So it must be something significant. You know, and we all know the search for knowledge seems to be our purpose. And I think this revelation emphasizes that. Like read and try to do something even though you can't do something. Because what, what is the purpose? The ultimate purpose is maybe to like seek knowledge. Some people say you abstain from sin, right? Now what's a sin? You're supposed to abstain from sin in the in the month of Ramadan, generally, right? And then if you do sin in life, you're supposed to repent. We all know this, right? This is the process that the religions teach you. If you sin, right, you repent. And then you, try, you don't sin again, right? So uh, I also heard recently that sinning is actually an archery term, right? It means to miss the mark. If you're aiming at something and you miss the mark, that's sinning. And then what you have to do is correct. Now, is it just me or isn't that just the process of failing forward? Because you're aiming at something, you step into the unknown, you attempt. If you make a mistake, what you got to do, you got to adjust and try again. Is, is, is that making, there seems to be alignment there in that process. Making a mistake, correcting that mistake. And stepping forward again and sinning and repenting and trying again. The only difference between the two, I guess, is that you know we will make mistakes as long as we continue to seek knowledge and move forward, we'll continue to make mistakes. But the point is you must correct those mistakes and step forward again, you know, and we're not always gonna know that we're gonna sin. But we realize, if we realize we're sinning, we're supposed to correct those mistakes. I know I'm getting a bit, like, I don't know if I'm getting, guys, uh, this is too much for you, please. Like, if it's too much for you, turn off here now. Because I'm just, like, talking, bro. Because the point is learning. You know, even Mike Tyson, dude. I heard Mike Tyson, he did this interview with uh, Hasbullah, that little pituitary dwarf, brah. You know that small dude? He's an adult, but looks like, like a kid, like a baby. He said, Hasbullah, Mike Tyson, the world, the world is the school and we all each other's teachers. You can learn from everybody, e even the person that, that, even the person you don't like because you learn what not to do, right? That's true. Yeah, we learn from everybody. The point is learning. The point is getting Informa uh, information but we're gonna we're gonna make mistakes right and and it's either our mistakes or other people's mistakes we see other people's mistakes we correct and we decide okay we're not gonna do that the point is like to step into the unknown you know trying to have a higher purpose i think that's the important point don't have a lower purpose like don't aim at your your brother's nuts while you're making salah, right, with a nerf gun. That is not a high purpose, Mikael. You know, 
aim towards like you know creating something important like a podcast <laughs> where you talk cock and disguise it as spirituality you know or, or you guys may be learning you know from this riyad's trying to do this podcast but i'm definitely not going to do that so through my example you're realizing what not to do i'm questioning is it important to make mistakes and i'm saying is it important to fail right and i say it is and i think people should like embrace stepping into the unknown aiming for something to seek knowledge and then failing and being okay with that and we should tell everybody just the important thing is to correct and move forward we can't be like making people scared to try stuff right we just need to know try stuff but i because like the only way to actually make less mistakes is to make more mistakes well dude that's like so deep bro the only way to make less mistakes is to make more mistakes you understand it because you make more mistakes you learn more and you, uh, if you learn from those mistakes and then you can make less mistakes because that's what we all doing bro you make less mistakes right as you know more but you only know more if you make mistakes so make out on mistakes and learn from those mistakes and keep on doing that and we should all keep on doing that like to and uh, while you're aiming at something higher right because what is god ultimately right this conceptualize god is conceptualize allah the almighty as complete not as no mistakes who makes no mistakes they always say that who makes no mistakes god right Now how do you make how do we as mortals tend to God we can only do that through making mistakes so I'm 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 not telling you now intentionally to God to make mistakes uh where you know it's going to be a mistake but I'm saying if you don't know it's gonna, if you're aiming towards Allah right if you keep on you know your aim is to to improve to move beyond yourself then make that mistake because uh because like like I mean you just think about all of this I'm just thinking about all this podcast that this this mic right this computer bra this camera i'm talking to you audio equipment all of this right i have no bloody idea how it works bra have no clue how all of this stuff works no idea but all of this stuff was made through bajillions and perillions and kajillions of mistakes that people made over the course of history and mistakes that they learned from and mistakes that was aggregated together to create all of these things that that are of benefit to us everybody before is trying to do things that adding value to the people to come because hopefully all of these things will somehow ensure our survival the more we know the more we'll be able to you know conquer the challenges that are presented before us right because human beings dude right we're the only species that can move beyond ourselves right Like animals can't be move beyond themselves. Like in in a like ten thousand years time, you're not going to see lions, you know, in suits, bruh, briefcases, you know, with a mane into a cornrow, bruh, a nice sort of manicured beard, <laughs> trying to operate cell phones. Unless we as humans, you know, put a like some sort of neural link chip in their brains, you know, and adjust them. you know perform experiments on them to make them more intellectually superior than they are no bro they're going to be lions as long as we can keep them alive and don't like ravage the planet 
But humans, dude, like in 10,000 years' time, bruh, we might be chilling on Pluto, bruh. Who knows, dude? We'll be like a half cyborg, you know? It might be like the Matrix time. Who knows? Bro, we have the ability to move towards something that's beyond ourselves. That's what we're able to do. But we've got to like aim at something higher, you know? That's important. We're all each other's teachers. The world is a school. So that's what I hope to do, guys. This is, I, I'm trying to basically essentially figure out. Because at this point in my life, I go, what am I, what am I, what am I here for? You know, I know like the, you know, people say to worship God, yeah, to worship God. Yes, but I get, what does that mean in my context, you know? What does it mean in my context? In my context, I think, you know, purpose is how do you worship God is you by adding value to everybody, as many people around you as you can. Add value. That's what you're here for. Like I start with my children. Hopefully I can add value to my kids, brah. Say, Mikael, don't shoot the, your brother with a gun in the nuts, brah. Don't do that. You know, aim higher in life. You know, don't aim at scrotums. I, I, I impart certain ideas that's going to be beneficial because all the people before us, like, gave us all of this knowledge and we all contributing to human knowledge that will hopefully, you know, um, get us closer to God, hopefully, inshallah, God willing. So what I'm telling you essentially, Hana, is don't be worried about mistakes so much as long as you're aiming to something good, bro. I mean, sis, bro. She, she calls herself bro also. She uses the term with all her girlfriends. Hey, bro, right? I think I'm, I'm allowed to do that. The more mistakes you make in life, the more you learn from life. But don't like sin. Don't make known mistakes. Bruh, you know what the known mistakes are. Those are the sins. Those are the mistakes people will be making since the beginning of time. Bruh. Avoid those things. Please. You know, but if, you, if, if you're aiming to the unknown, you know, and you think what your purpose is good, you know, make as many mistakes as you want to. I'll be there to pick up the pieces okay now i don't know about that yeah so yo brah got a bit deep here bro if you think i'm please guys listen this as i said this is a therapy session for me if you guys think i'm talking k-a-k okay sh1t if you think i'm talking that please let me know in the comment section please let me know if you think that um, my viewpoint makes uh, sense and where it doesn't make sense. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening, guys. You know, there'll be stand-up, there'll be comedy soon. <laughs> Don't worry, there'll be comedy. This, But this is, remember, this podcast is about healing, right? So it's going to be, you know, there's going to be some substance to it. You know, I, I plan to do a lot more things. I want to do a back-to-med school section as well, or a segment of this podcast where I invite, like, friends of mine, guys from med school like real doctors like the one is like a super specialist you know intensive care medicine and the other one like uh is like an expert on uh, hiv and also was creating like amazing applications uh that's you know helping a lot of people in the rural areas without access you know to expertise you know so we'll have real guys and we'll have me and maybe we can offer people advice right like, they can offer you real advice and I can, like, offer my type of advice. You know, but, like, I used to know as much as them, guys. Right? It's just, like, over the period of, 
the past 20 years like i i started learning other things um maybe i try to rekindle you know my medical background a little bit uh, to add value in that way and also humor is healing guys creativity is healing i want to urge people to try and get creative make things don't break things and don't worry about if you make a mistake this perfection thing is a fake thing you know we we we're not perfect but we can try and aim to make perfect things i think that's a good aspiration if you want to support this podcast it'd be great you know you can support me on patreon.com/riadmusa it's not just supporting me like i offer amazing benefits we look at the other benefits on other patrons it doesn't come close to what i offer right let's go check it out like and see all the thing the voluminous things i'm offering on on my patreon uh, but other than that just you know consume my content for free i'm i'm fine with it i'm completely okay don't feel guilty right like i mean if you can you can say oh poor brother out a little bit no, you don't have to don't feel guilty i do this for the love and uh also look out for my latest comedy special it's coming out we're busy editing it you know it's part of the tour that i just did uh, the past uh, past year or so I was interrupted it was actually it started before the pandemic and it was interrupted and now it's coming back again um yeah so thanks guys thanks for listening assalamu alaikum have a wonderful have a wonderful week i'll see you next time seek knowledge bra That's what I have to say. Seek knowledge. Ikorah.